What's up everyone and welcome to the weekly Q&A. Real quick before questions, we need to send a thank you and a shout out to Jedi Next Door who joined our Patreon at the Jedi Master level this past week. Thank you so much for your support on Patreon. It means the world to us. For our first question, Daryl Cooper asks, with the rumors of a new Old Republic game in the works, how might the era be different based on what we've seen in the High Republic? So to address the rumors real quick, I'm skeptical that they're true only because it feels like this is a yearly thing. It's like every the, January. Like yearly that this rumor comes out? Yeah. It, it, we've been talking about a potential KOTOR game in development for a long time. I hope it's true. I really like KOTOR, uh, but I'm just like trying not to get my hopes up. But it's coming from Bespin Bulletin, who uh, I believe to be a reliable and a good source, good person. So <laughs> that helps. But yeah, it, it will be interesting to see kind of the ripple effect of the High Republic and then how that's going to translate to thousands of years before, because the High Republic is different already. Yeah, it just... It this feels like if this rumor is true, uh, we're not going to see this for quite a long time. Because, I mean, everything is High Republic right now. It would be it would feel weird if they were just like, oh, and here's an Old Republic game. Yeah, they, they are pushing High Republic a lot, which makes me wonder, like, could they potentially be doing, like, it's a spiritual successor to KOTOR, and it's like Knights of the High Republic. And uh, I'm sure that there would be mixed reactions to that. But... I could see that happening, but I also think that Lucasfilm knows that people really want an Old Republic game, uh, whether it's a reboot or a continuation, whatever they're going to do. I think they know that it would do well uh, if it came out, no matter what else is going on. So I could see it being plausible. The biggest difference that I see between like the High Republic and the Old Republic right now is the way hyperspace works. Um, that's, and the, the fact that the galaxy isn't like settled in the high Republic, mm -hmm. but at the same time, we do know of like outer rim planets already in the high Republic era, like, uh, Moraband or Korriban or whatever you want to call it. That's already been discovered. Uh, it's just that there are like still big areas of the outer rim that are being settled at this moment. So I think that we could still see an Old Republic-style game where it's like, yeah, you're going around in the Outer Rim, or maybe they would just keep it focused to the galactic core instead of going to planets like Dantooine, Korriban, Tatooine. It's like, okay, well, we haven't settled that area yet, so we're going to Coruscant and Alderaan and Naboo, and that that could be the focus geographically. Jane Krause and Wasty Des both want to know if a Jedi in the High Republic era would have been allowed to get married. I'm not sure. Like, my gut still says probably not, but we have seen that the High Republic Jedi are a lot more flexible. They they definitely seem like a little more chummy. They they get attached to... Chummy? Yeah, chummy. <laughs> I mean, well, to avoid spoilers for Light of the Jedi, there are two Jedi that, like... There's more than two. There, a couple Jedi, like, flirt with each other. Some Jedi straight up talk about having relationships in the past and they're kind of like you know it was okay then but we shouldn't now so it definitely feels a lot more up in the air yeah i mean i feel like if they were allowed to marry we would we would have seen that by now it, it would have been explicitly like 
yeah, this Jedi and uh, their husband came in to the building. <laughs> right, right. And so, yeah, towards the end of Light of the Jedi, the the people that we're talking about, they have this like little side conversation of, well, you know, we've grown up together from Padawans to what we are now. Uh, and then they basically are, have this agreement that like any any further this relationship goes can't happen. Like we just got to stop it where it is. Yeah. I think there's room for them to reveal that in the future, but I'm with you. I think you make a really good point that if they wanted that to be a big, like slap you in the face, stark difference between the Jedi of the prequels and the Jedi of now. Yeah. Show one that's married immediately. Yeah. And how it affects who they are as a Jedi. I mean, I, I feel like in this era, Jedi can basically have life partners. They can't really have a family. They can't, like, have an official marriage. But, like, they can choose to work with each other right. until they choose not to. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're still they're still close. They still might as well be family to a degree. Uh, I don't think that putting a ring on it would make the attachment, like, even... <laughs> stronger i guess i mean it could but it's like it's like they're family but like not lovers right they're, <laughs> they're like good siblings but like that that makes me think of rail avaros in master and apprentice which like he was dooku's first apprentice and so like qui-gon's brother his jedi brother if you want to <laughs> call it that but like avaros has lovers and Qui-Gon kind of rolls his eyes and rails like, what are you going to do? Tell on me? Like, what are they going to do? Kick yeah. me out? Like, so there probably is an element of that going around. And maybe, I mean, Claudia Gray wrote Master and Apprentice. She may have known what was going on in the High Republic at that point. So maybe she was dropping some breadcrumbs of things that we will see are, that are different. Mm. But yeah. I mean, like you said, uh, Avaros, yes, he has relations uh, with other people, but he's also kind of a rogue. He's kind of a maverick. Rogue maverick type. Uh -huh. He's, it, does he even go back to the council? No, he's like on permanent special assignment. See, because so he's... like, I feel like they probably sensed, sensed that in him and the fact that he's just going to be like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, you have to stay over there now. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe if, Jedi, two Jedi did decide they wanted to get married. They wouldn't be necessarily kicked out, but they would be, like, banished. <laughs> banished. Put on permanent assignment. Right. <laughs> Lorenz Markov asks how the rule of two would work if either of the Sith were a species with a very long lifespan. Yeah, they throw out the idea that, like, what if both the Sith Master and Apprentice were like Yoda and they lived to be 900 years old, like... In theory, you could have like one set of master and apprentice that go all the way from uh, the beginning of the rule of two <laughs> to like Palpatine's time. Um, but I just don't see that working out. Uh, that would require a lot of patience for the Sith. And like, I mean, Palpatine was willing to be patient and let his plans play out, but not for 900 years. And I don't think he would have been like Plagueis' apprentice for 900 years. Yeah. The Sith want power and they want it now. And so the apprentice wouldn't just sit around for that long uh, without trying to take the power for themselves. Plus, 
I just feel like the Sith, if they knew that there was a species that could live that long and they wanted to be an apprentice, they would just say no. <laughs> or It's you like know, an unfair advantage. Like, you're going to outlive me anyway. <laughs> yeah, they would say no. Or if it happened, they would eventually just kill them. Well, yeah, th there's that too, is that I think that if the apprentice just wasn't even trying to kill the master to a degree, like Darth Bane kind of goes through this in his Legends book. In the last one, he's like, I think I chose the wrong apprentice. Like, she doesn't seem that motivated. <laughs> so he wants to, like, get rid of her and pick someone new. I could see that happening. Like, if the apprentice were just waiting around for their master to die, the Sith master would be like, no, no, no. Like, this is not the kind of energy we're after. <laughs> Ice Phoenix 2 wants to know if all future animated Star Wars series will have the same Clone Wars style or will it be varied? I think it's got to be varied. Yeah. I mean, it, that that style looks great uh, and obviously the Bad Batch is using it, but it is straight up like a spiritual successor sequel to the Clone Wars where... Yeah, like, it's a, a spinoff of the Clone yeah. Wars, so it makes sense to have the same art style. But I mean, like we we've seen with Rebels and resistance i just i don't think it would make sense to use the exact same art style for a completely new show yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be different depending on who's directing the show who the showrunner is and even if it's the, if dave filoni runs every animated series he would still want it to be varied if they do that long rumored rebels sequel series it'll probably be in the rebel style and not the clone wars style yeah and it, the idea of this is like maybe gets get some new animators in there give people a chance to like put their own spin on stuff and i i know people love kind of one of the other uh like animation style wise clone wars rebels um but yeah i would like to see a show in the style of the uh, what's it called? Galaxy of, of Adventures. Yeah, yeah. The shorts on the YouTube channel. I I really like that style. And then when Visions comes out, yeah. we'll be able to see a completely different style for every episode. I mean, yeah, I think Visions by itself is going to have 10 different Visions. I think they said 10. But I think every episode is going to have a different director putting their own spin on this. So, yeah, right off the bat, there's going to be variety there. Um, but... Yeah, I, I think it's better to branch out. You don't want everything to be identical. Mr. J.D. Rice asks, which book or comic story is most important to the central saga? Hilo <laughs> just nudged me. Uh, I, well, Mr. J.D. Rice throws out Bloodline as uh, their pick. And I think Mr. J.D. Rice wrote this question because they know that's the answer. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Bloodline is the, the answer that I would give because it gives you the most context into what the New Republic is, which the sequel trilogy just doesn't at all. Like, to me, that is the, the context that we needed, and Bloodline does the most heavy lifting, and now The Mandalorian is starting to do that too. But for a book at that time, it came out in 2017, uh, it, it gave us at least a little bit of a look of what the galaxy was like at that point. I completely agree, although I have not read Bloodline yet. I will get to it. I've, I've talked your ear off about it. <laughs> yeah, I'll get to it. I know the basics. Uh, I know there's a lot of Leia's story in it um, and her like uh, political journey 
or something like that. Uh, so yeah, I think I, I can't think of any other books that mean more to, like they said, the entire saga than that one. If I could throw out a comic, I would also probably say Charles Soule's Darth Vader run, because that just answers a ton of questions that, you know, you don't have to have answered, uh, but they're fun to have answered. So th- that would probably be the comic that I would recommend just to, to to get into if you're looking for something that really adds a lot to the rest of the Skywalker saga. And uh, I was going to say Resistance Reborn is a good one that not so much the entire saga, but it gives a lot of context leading up to episode nine. So yeah, it does. During the crawl of episode nine, I know, I know myself and a lot of other people were like, what? "What?" (laughs) A lot just happened. Um, So reading that book helped me feel a little bit more like, okay, I, I get where they were going with this. Okay. And yeah, we went book, comic, book. I'll do one more comic. Charles Soule's current Star Wars run is doing a lot of uh, question answering for in between The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, specifically kind of showing us what Luke went through. How did he go from getting his butt kicked by Vader and Empire to being a confident and competent Jedi in Return of the Jedi? That's it for patron questions. If you're a patron and you didn't see your question answered here, just head over to Patreon where we left you a written response. If you're not a patron, you can learn more by following the link in the description. Just a dollar a month will get you access to extra Star Wars Explained content, like audio commentaries for the films and for the Clone Wars, and this week's episode is Friends and Enemies, so that's available right now if you're interested. And also, just if you haven't been watching our LEGO live streams, that's what this is about. We're in the midst of building the massive UCS Millennium Falcon. Uh, every Wednesday at 6.30 if you want to watch that. And Molly is already, like, touching at it, and I'm afraid she's going to break something. On to YouTube questions. Champion Gold asks if Grogu is technically the first Mandalorian Jedi since Tar Vizsla. Well, we don't know about any other Mandalorian Jedi, but we also know that Tar Vizsla was the first, so I would assume at some point there have been others. But... I'd also, I don't know if I would classify Grogu as a Jedi or even a, like, a Padawan. I don't know that he got past youngling stage at the (laughs) temple. Yeah, he could be the first youngling Mandalorian, sort of. He's, like, Mandalorian-esque. Like, I I think that he's part of a clan of two. I think he's more Mandalorian than he is Jedi. That's what I think. Really? We don't know how long he spent at the... Like, at the temple. Probably 50 20 years. years. I was going to say, like... I was going to guess that maybe they found him when he was 10 or, like, 1 in Yoda years. Uh, and then maybe he spent 20 years at the temple, and then he spent 25 or so uh, who knows where. So, yeah. But then he didn't spend very long with Din compared to the time that he spent uh being a youngling sure and uh, he hasn't taken the creed but (laughs) like i don't know i think that he has the capacity to make more choices now than he did when he was a youngling yeah we don't know we don't know what he went through at the temple but to me like i've emotionally seen grogu as part of a clan of two so to me i'm like he's mandalorian first and then i don't think that luke is taking him off to train him to be a Jedi. I don't think he's going to be back in a couple years and he'll be <laughs> like, here own, you go, he's a Jedi now. Have his own cloak and, and lightsaber. <laughs> I mean, I hope it'd be adorable. <laughs> think of the Funko Pops. I just, I like the way he just 
wobbles around and he can use the force. I don't want him to start like doing flips no. and stuff like Yoda with a lightsaber. <laughs> I, I see Luke as taking this child, not to train him as a Jedi, but to help him control his powers. Like that's what Luke was called to do. He was like, this kid needs help and I'm here to help, but he's probably not ready to open up an academy. I don't think that Grogu is going to be his first official Padawan. To me, I think he's going to help him get his powers under control and then hopefully give him back. Yeah. I'd be interested to know what Din thinks or would think about a question like this. Like if someone asked him, like, he'd probably be like, is this little guy, Vizla? <laughs> well, is this, he, if, if someone asked him, like, is this little guy a Mandalorian? What would he say? Hmm. Probably. I think so. I think so. I think he'd be like, yes, he's my son. He's my tiny green son. I haven't made him the helmet yet, but he's my tiny green son. And I don't think he would say that. Just, I mean, the only person that's said that he's part of a clan of two is the armorer. And she she can be a little much. Sure. But, I mean, he <laughs> trusts her, so. Yeah. Mm. K-Dog Westmore wants to know if Anakin would have fallen to the dark side if he had been born in the High Republic era. This kind of builds off of the question we were talking about earlier. Um, you know, I kind of, I'm, I'm viewing this question as like, you know, if we just took the Jedi of the High Republic era and then plopped them into the plot of the prequels with their added flexibility uh, and their not so strict adherence to the code as into the letter, but more the spirit of the code. I, my, my gut says that he would not have fallen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on how far you take the whole chosen one prophecy and, like, was it his destiny to become Vader and then re well, be redeemed after sure. that? I don't know. But I I'm more just saying, okay, if someone who were exactly like Anakin were in the High Republic, like Elzar Man has a lot of similarities with Anakin. He's another maverick. He's a real out-of-the-box thinker when it comes to the Force. The Jedi Council didn't want to promote him to Master for a long time yeah. because he was a little out there. Does this person have mommy issues? Yes. Let's say yes. <laughs> because one of Anakin's biggest flaws is his uh, problems with possession. Yes. Um, possession, attachment, all, all of that. Yeah. Gets very jealous. Yeah. But I, I think that maybe they would have been a little more open and helpful and tr trusting of him. Like, they they still treat Elzar Man a lot better than they treat Anakin, in my opinion. And also, we haven't seen any of this play out in the High Republic yet, like with slavery and stuff. But I kind of get the sense that they wouldn't have just left his mom a slave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't have been on a planet controlled by the huts there would have been a lot of different factors but if you take all that stuff out and just say someone like anakin who ended up in a relationship yeah i think he could have had a better chance in the high republic yeah. it's a, it's an interesting question because there is no right answer and it's a it's a good debate that goes back and forth it's a thinker mm. lucas bailey asks why there weren't more wookie jedi if kashyyyk was so strong in the force yeah so I think right now in canon, we know of three, and even in Legends, they were rare. Um, but there's three right now, and yes, Kashyyyk is supposed to be like a very spiritual place. The Wookiees are supposed to be at one with nature. 
my guess is that it's just like their interpretation of the force, although it is, I would say, harmonious and light side based, it's still not always in line with like what it takes to be a Jedi. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's plenty of places in the galaxy that are like this, where there's a spiritual connection to the force, but no one living there is like, oh, I can't wait to grow up and and go train to be a Jedi. Yeah. Or like, let's look at the other end of the spectrum with the Night Sisters. Um, they were kind of their own thing and they were very dark side based. Uh, we haven't seen that many of them as Sith. I mean, they work with the Sith a lot, but it's not like the Sith are clamoring to get Night Sisters amongst their midst, as far as we can tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just their own thing. So I see the Wookiees as like maybe their interpretation of the Force is like, they can feel it. They are in harmony with nature, um, but they don't have like the control over the force. It doesn't manifest itself in that way. Yeah. Or, you know, they, they may have their own, uh, I don't want to say code, but their own way of connecting to the force that the idea of like signing up and taking this oath and living by this code to be a Jedi, they're like, mm, yeah, pass. That's we don't know how often Jedi come, and they're like, "Hey, Force sensitive Wookie, did you want to come be a Jedi?" And the tribe of Wookies are like, "Nah, we're good." Yeah. <laughs> Victor Abro Maskalinka wants to know where characters from Star Wars Resistance could come back. I would love it if in Rogue Squadron, if it actually is taking place post Episode Nine. Even if he doesn't have a big role in the movie, even if it's like a little cameo, let's get Christopher Sean in the green jacket, put him in live action. Like, it's after the Battle of Exegol, which we know Kaz was part of. Bring Kaz in. Like, just have him be in the background. He was once a New Republic pilot. Yeah. Or maybe he's a main character. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's like, you just stay in the cockpit. (laughs) Don't get out, you klutz. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's that's possible. Um, I mean, the show itself was geared towards kids, so my first thought would be uh, maybe a prequel series or like it's just a side series of the Star Wars Adventures uh, comics yeah. or like a group of young reader books mm-hmm. or something like that. Although I also had another idea of just some of the side characters that we see in Resistance. It'd be kind of cool if they popped up at Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> sure. Um, I could see that. I mean, that's it's, again, the same era. Um, yeah, I, I, I joke about Kaz being in Rogue Squadron. It's not a joke. I would love to see him cameo, but I think the more likely scenario is that it'll be a young reader set of books. They've already been in Star Wars Adventures, so they could keep doing that. Or we wait another 30... 39 years until uh, we get the uh, from a certain point of view episode 9 book and then yeah we can see what Kaz was doing at the Battle of Exegol (laughs) you think they'll fast track that series so that it's not in 39 years? I kind of do Awakened Nighttime asks if there could ever be Legends classified video games to offer more flexibility I to talk about like KOTOR again I think it would be super cool If they did say, you know what, we're doing KOTOR 3. It's not a reboot. It's not 
uh, a spiritual successor. It is KOTOR 3. And yeah, it's a legend story, so to speak, but I, I don't think they will do that. I do think it would be cool. I think if they were to do that, uh, people would riot in the streets uh, about them not making just all of the Old Republic canon. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, the, if the... they're going to make a new KOTOR 3, people would probably be pissed that it's... it's oh, wait, it's still Legends? All of this story? Honestly, I kind of think that you're right. If they were going to do KOTOR 3, and it is a straight-up sequel, I do think they, to avoid confusion, would be like, and the other two games are canon. Like, we're just pulling them back in. Yeah. Which I, I think that's unlikely. I, yeah, I don't think that will happen either. So just for the sake of, yeah, not confusing people, I don't know if they would put the time and effort into making an entire game but calling it Legends. The comic I could see. Yeah, they have, that's... There, there's precedent for one Legend story. Uh, they, they did a comic to celebrate the 100th year uh, anniversary of Marvel. So they did one more Legends comic. So there's precedent, mm-hmm. but it still seems unlikely. And like they've been doing these like myths and fables and legends. They're not like not Star Wars legends. Not legends. Star Wars legends. Like but legends within the Star Wars universe. Yeah, literal legends things now. And I think that's kind of a a good way to bridge the gap a little bit. Um It'd be interesting if another one of those types of books came out and there were Old Republic characters in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, I think there's room for that as well. Like, I'm someone who would love it if they were like, we're doing another X-Wing book and it's going to follow the the old Legends one. It's a Legends book. Or if they kept on telling, like, Jaina's story. I know people were really excited for where that was going. But I just don't think that's gonna happen because i think that it will be confusing to the general public but if they did some big push the way they have for the high republic and they really really explained what star wars legends was i think they could pull it off but i just don't think they're going to yeah that's all the time we have for questions today if you want to leave a question for next week's video just put it in the comments below or sign up for patreon to join our weekly q a discussion if you haven't already please like this video subscribe to the channel follow us on twitter instagram facebook and twitch and as always thanks for watching and may the force be with you